Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the COP update for this Thursday. Um, I think it's the 17th of February. It is the 17th of February. You're all very welcome. I'm Gavin. This is the LFC Day Trippers. Um, usual stuff out of the way early. Um, if you're in and you're watching, you're very, very welcome. Um, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe and have check it out. If you like it, stay subscribed. If you don't, unsubscribe um share it across your social media but most importantly put some comments in there for me and i will read them as we go um a bit to talk about a little bit to talk about liverpool went away last night and won two nil at inter milan at the san siro in the fourth leg of the last 16 of the champions league and um one foot in the quarterfinals i think i think we're in a very very strong position going into the second leg at anfield um, when you look at what Inter had last night, they'll still be without Barella for the second second leg. And what you look when you look at what they had and what we had and what where they could get to and what we, where we could get to in terms of top form in any given game, I think we're in a brilliant, brilliant position. Um, it's 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 a two goal lead going into Anfield. They need to score three more than us to win it. I just can't see it now. I could be. <laughs> this could go badly wrong but just looking at the way we played last night and what how much more we have to give I think we're in a very very commanding position um, Garrett McDonald says afternoon all providing we make the quarterfinals the first leg will either be the midweek before or after our trip to the Etihad to play City um, Daniel Dawson said he's picking the 11 for the bet mate this weekend so just blame Red Steve if it all goes wrong okay no problem Kevin Ball is in he says um, afternoon uh, Jamie Holmes afternoon all Liverpool are really good at football with the best squad I've never known in my lifetime I fully agree Billy Cometio says afternoon Gav still buzzing from last night we done a show straight after the game last night and you know Kev thought it was a really good way performance. Um, I think he used the word perfect and I disagreed with him I don't think, I don't think it was perfect Um but there's a weird media narrative going on around Liverpool at the moment. Um, Liverpool went to the San Siro last night, and I'm probably, probably because there was a lot of Liverpool fans that reckoned this could be three, four, five nil, um, easy. We've done Milan, Inter a bit better, but we can we can run all over them, and that wasn't the case last night. Um, I thought we were really good first half for the vast majority, bar our attacking. Um, and by our attacking I mean 
we just looked a bit disjointed up front. They looked like they were doing things on an individual basis and the final pass or the decision making just wasn't there. I don't think Jota got into the game at all. I thought Mane was a little bit slow and I just think Salah had some opportunities and probably made the wrong decisions at times. Force 15 of the second half, um, Inter were really good. Um, pressed us, played, played a bit quicker, um, got into decent positions and then we made three subs and took back control of the game for me. And score a really good header and an opportunistic, I would say, finish from Salah when it drops in the box. Um, we win the game 2-0. And the narrative around the last today is, and, and it's very confusing because it's nearly like some people are trying to talk down this Liverpool side, but at the same time holding them to a standard where they should be absolutely complete in everything they do in every game, regardless of the opposition or where the game is being played. It's very, very strange to me. Like, I've seen things like Klopp was out-coached by Inzaghi last night. Inter Milan dominated Liverpool last night and were unlucky to get beaten. And, <laughs> I got, look, I don't think it was, a, it was a perfect performance from Liverpool. Um, far from it. I think we had many gears to go up, go, I think we two or three gears to go up if we could have, or if we wanted to, or if we needed to. And I think you've seen that gear, probably one gear going up when the, when the triple sub was made. And there was a few eyebrows raised um, when them, that sub was made, or them subs are made, at the same time on 59 minutes. But you've seen it, it was proven to be right, you know. And I, I don't know... <laughs> I don't know if people are starting to fear what this Liverpool side could do this season. It can only be that because it's like backhanded compliments but putting you down at the same time. And when you're putting you down, you're going, they won 2-0. That wasn't a problem. Yeah, but you should be doing this, that and the other. And you go, you go, yeah, but we've we done everything we needed to. Um, you know, it's it's just it's just mad. Like, what are we meant to do? Are we met, like? Do we have to go away and win four 0 and have eighty percent of possession? And is that the only way we get away with a result? Like a lot came out of the Burnley game at the weekend, going, "Oh, the chances Burnley had," and you're like, "They're all offside." Bar two of them, all offside. Um, let me read out some bits. It was a good match last night. Both teams played well. Two 0 was a very good result, but we couldn't complain if we came away with a draw. Says Veranda Cheers. Yeah, no issue with that. We took our chances. They didn't. Um, we blocked an awful lot of their chances. They didn't. They didn't have one shot that ended up on target. Allison didn't make a save all night. Um, we had some chances where we probably could have finished better and didn't put them on target. Firmino gets a good header, and Salah gets a good a good finish um, off a knockdown. But when you go away in Europe, regardless of who you are, you stay solid. You look not to concede. If you can get goals, great, and you come away with a result. That's exactly what Liverpool done yesterday. That's exactly what Liverpool done. Um, any news on Jota, says Billy Cometio. All we know is that some ligament damage, they said. Jota apparently said he could play on. Um, that's according to Klopp. And, um, yeah, he, I don't know. They, they took him off as a precaution. We're, we're waiting on a proper update on that. Um, but hopefully he's okay. If he says he wanted to play on, you know, um, he should be okay. Um, let me see, let me see. Um... Gav, what do you make of the way goals being scrapped? Do you think it's just a nostalgia thing from years gone by or will it have an impact going forward? I'm not bothered by it. I'm not bothered by it. Um, how many go how many toys are done on away goals? That's the funny thing. You know what I mean? And 
I'm not I'm not bothered. I, I've you know, it's it's one of those things where from a Liverpool point of view, I think we can go out and score goals away from home and we're really good at home. So when I look at it, I just think to myself, Yeah, that's we can win, still win ties. Not many of them. I, I don't. I, I'd love to know the percentage of ties in the Champions League that are decided on away goals because I don't know if there's many of them. Um, guy who said Ox pulled up in the warm down was joking, so he's all right for Saturday. Uh, that was Kev Ball's big, big breaking news last night, and uh, now he's retracted it. Um, that was that was why we were alive last night. That was reported, but um, he's okay. That's absolutely brilliant. We're still full steam ahead. Listen to a bit of an Inter podcast. Funny here them bemoan the quality and expense of our bench. Can remember when Italian football was the cash king. We just have options. We have absolutely options, and we showed it last night. I'm, I'm going to go through the team from last night and just give an opinion because I watched the game back again last night um, while I was sitting here, um, and. The subs make a huge difference. They really, really do. They no shots on targets as Kevin Ball. Inter Milan ran themselves into the ground. They absolutely did, Dennis. They absolutely did. And look, they played really well. And if you go away to Inter Milan in the San Siro and Inter Milan are coming off with the vast majority of the media saying Inter Milan played really well and Liverpool won the game 2-0, I don't know how you say Liverpool didn't play well. They had no shots on target. They had none. Now, Liverpool defended. They got a lot of blocks in. I'd love to see how many blocks Canate got in because I thought he was unbelievable. But when you actually look at the stats, 13 shots to nine for Liverpool, right? Um, 432 passes accurately to 359 at Vinter, okay? Um, Eight shots off target for us, seven shots off target for them, two on target for us, none for them, okay? Um, We blocked three shots. They blocked two. Um... But when you look at, we had 217 passes in their half. They had 89. You know, um, defensively was fairly even. Jules was fairly even. Um, no yellow cards, no red cards. It was a really good flown game. There wasn't many bad tackles in it. And the gas thing is, like, we were, a lot of people were predicting that, you know, oh, these will get dirty, these will do this, these will do that. Um, De- Dennis again says they were done when we scored. Kuda uh, Runyoa, I hope I've said that right. He said, that's delusional, Gav. Is that me being delusional? Let me know. Um, love the fact that we no longer have a definite starting 11 anymore. Squad looks immense with quality replacing quality. For sure, Gav, backhanded compliments. We should be nearly used with this stage. It's Kieran. Key Plunker says, uh, Inter ran their bollocks off. Couldn't sustain it. Got picked off. Great result and good performance. Jamie says people need to realise games ebb and flow. Liverpool rolled a storm, defending very well. Then we're clinical. We dominated the ball after the three subs. Yeah, like when we look, like I want to have a look forward to Norwich, but just looking back on this game, right? So Alisson doesn't have a save to make. There's no issue there. I thought Robertson was really good. Um, getting up and back. I thought he was really, really good. And linked well with, with Diaz when he came on. They're, they're forming an understanding, an understanding already. There was one where Diaz plays him in lovely. And Robertson should be flashing it across goal and tries to back heel at the Diaz for some reason. They were trying to overdo it a bit. But, but otherwise, they played really well. They knew where each other were going. They, they were always an outball for each other. And Robertson done really well. Um, Kanate and Va- Va- Van Dijk were brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Like Van Dijk gets caught with that one over his shoulder for Dzeko in the first half and just puts the boners on and... You know, Dzeko can't get away from him. He actually take, overtakes Dzeko and lets the ball run to Allison, which was mad to watch. I thought Kanate was brilliant. Physically very good. Distribution was fine. Good in the air. Held the line well. Blocked a few things. Really, really strong. Um, it's probably his best game for Liverpool, I think. Um, he was really good at Old Trafford, but I thought he was really, really good there last night. Really good last night. Trent struggled. I'm watching the back, Trent struggled. And 
it was a mixture of Trent himself, um, the help he was getting, and what he was trying to do in the game because he was trying to stay quite high. But what was happening was um, Perisic in particular was when they broke, Perisic was getting up the pitch really fast and Trent was kind of caught because Liverpool were in that transition from attack to defence and Inter were getting it quickly to Perisic. Trent was caught out a couple of times. And when I say caught out, I mean Liverpool's system in the way they want Trent high up the pitch was exposed a few times. But I thought he struggled overall. I didn't think his delivery was great. Um, I didn't think his passing was great. He was a bit hurried on the ball, but credit to Inter. They they pressed him well. And that's probably a, a tactic of Inter. Press Trent Alexander-Arnold because you give him time, he'll pick out anything from any angle and any distance. So I thought he did struggle a bit. But overall, listen, that's the way we play. We have to take the good with the bad sometimes when it comes to Trent, his position on the pitch and what we're looking to do. In midfield, Fabinho was brilliant for 60 minutes. Um, you could see he was getting tired in a little bit. And that's all right. He was doing a lot of work. Harvey Elliott, look, he gets an hour. Um, he's only coming back from injury. He's going to be a star for Liverpool. I've no doubt about that. But he did struggle a little bit. Um, neat and tidy, but didn't do an awful lot. Got a 60 minutes. It'll be huge. It's it's not one where you, like, you start making, you know, deep dives into Harvey Elliott's performance. It will be massive for him, that game alone. And as I said last night, I'd play him in the second leg because he's seen the Champions League. He's seen... What, what he needs to do and he's seen this team who he's played against so it's it's all good um, Thiago was really good first half I thought um, especially the, the first half of the first half he, he some lovely pass and some you know got stuck in got the ball moved it well I thought he struggled I thought he was one of the main players to struggle from 45 to 60 in that we were defending quite well but when we needed to hold it or make the right pass and do it just a little bit quicker to free us up. I thought he was a little bit slow and he pondered a little bit and he got caught a couple of times in different areas of the park, in front of our back four, in midfield and even in attacking areas. He got caught a couple of times with the ball and it gave an Inter a chance to even get the crowd up. You've seen it. They got the crowd up. Um, up front, as I said, I don't think Jota got into it at all. Mane for me was a bit ponderous and that's probably why I wouldn't have started him. Um, just... Give him the Burnley game, a little bit of a break, even bring him on as a sub, reverse what they done last night, and then look to Norwich and, and Leeds and, and, and the League Cup final. Salah just made the wrong decisions at times, but he gets a goal, and he looks more dangerous as the game goes on. Um, But they were so physical with him. When you watch it back, there's, some, there's one in the second half where your man is absolutely literally on his back, and the ref waits and waits and waits to give the free, but he gets the goal. That's great. In terms of the subs, Firmino comes on, Um. He goes and sits on there deep as midfielder constantly and looks to nick it and does a couple of times. It's a f- fantastic header, by the way. The more you watch it, it's just a brilliant, brilliant header. Henderson, K to come on, and it's a huge difference. Um, we spoke during the week about Henderson's form. Does he need a break? Does he need to be on the bench, wherever it might be? Um, I personally said, maybe don't don't start or play him in Italy. Maybe don't do him Norwich and let him come back for Leeds in the cup final. But Klopp goes and puts him in after 60 and with something to prove, Henderson comes in. I think he takes control of the game. I think he, he slows it down to where pace. He moves us up the pitch. He makes the right passes. I thought he was really good. Kate did the same, trying to move with the ball, trying to run off players and um, gave them something different to completely look at. And then Milner, of course, comes on for his 800 appearance, um, career appearance and just goes and does a load of work in the last, whatever he's on for, 10 minutes or so. So overall, 
no no there was a couple of really really good performances in in for me Canate Van Dijk Fabinho while he was on the pitch Luis Diaz of course comes on and just looks electric and um, he just looks like he's all the energy in the world he's growing into the players that he has around him and what way we want him to play he has a great chance when he plays a 1-2 with Trent and he should hit a fourth time just put a, his foot through he takes that touch I think because he I think he feels like the defender's too close to him and he tries to get away from the defender. But actually, if he hits a fourth time, the defender hasn't got a chance. But overall, some really good performance. Some poor, yeah, you could say poor, struggling a little bit. And some really solid ones. And overall, it's a 2-0 win and away we go. Um, Jamie says, there are many ways to win a football match. I love seeing us put under pressure and not concede. We'll do wonders for that team. I thought we were excellent defensively. You know, Jekyll goes through and scores, but he's a mile off. They hit the bar. But there's a lot of blocks in there. There's a lot of, you know, even if they get in down the sides and getting crosses in, Alisson came and claimed a great one in the second half, high, and he claims and takes the pressure off. As Virgil gets a few away, Canati gets a few away. And overall, a cover and overall was brilliant if we, if they did get in or get in around us. So it was really good. Um, Gav, we will always score late in the games. This is due to our fitness levels. It helps us physically and mentally to make the right decisions. Yeah, listen, we could have come after a half-time 2 up and we're talking completely different today um, then again we could have went in 2-0 at half time and finished the game 2-2 Inter did push on but they, they have to take chances that they get and they didn't and partly was down to poor finishing and partly was down to us being really good and um, blocking and closing them off and pushing them down you know away from goal and stuff like that it was, it was a really good performance overall really good performance um, the propaganda that Liverpool's high line is damning is scandalous we allow very very little chances I think it, it always comes down to the midfield I keep saying it the, forget the high line and the defenders it's the midfield and the pressure on the ball um, if you do that there's no issue with it. The, the problem with high line is that when you let a midfielder take a ball turn look and can you kind of run or make a run because they're all these are all good footballers these are all good footballers that you know the likes of a, a Tara Martinez if he sees um, an inter midfielder getting time to turn look in the middle of the park he's going to make a run from out to in or he's going to turn off someone's shoulder pull off someone's shoulder and, and they can get in but if we put pressure on that midfield it's so hard to do it's so hard to do and you're nearly more ready for it because the chances are that midfield will just turn and hook something forward and you're waiting on it so um, the high line stuff is just I just feel like they're trying to pick on stuff and um, it's a bit like oh these are really good again and they're flying, and let's try pick anything we can. And not a lot of it makes sense because I'd be the first one to tell you if someone doesn't play well, or we didn't do this right, or we didn't make them right decisions, and we deserve we didn't deserve to win a game. But you're looking at some stuff, and you're going, "Are you giving us stats?" Yeah, and sometimes they use stats, and then sometimes they don't want to use stats, and then sometimes they want to use their eye, and sometimes they don't. They can't make their mind up. Basically, um, first half they had zero shots on target at home since Opta started making the stats in 2009. I think it was. I read that earlier. Yeah, it's the first time in a. I thought I read it's the first time in a Champions League knockout game that a home side had zero shots on target since Opta started taking the stats. So there you go. Um, I don't know about the performance. I felt we were sloppy in possessions as Kieran B. Maybe I need to watch the game again. But fantastic result. The sloppiness in possession came for me between 45 and 60, and it was like. We were trying to slow a game down to get through this period, but we weren't doing the right things to slow it down. You know, taking too much time on a ball doesn't slow a game down. 
it only fastens it up and it puts you under more pressure. Tiago was probably the most guilty of it. He was taking a bit too much time on the ball or he wasn't looking around them. And whereas Tiago pops a ball off, gets it back, knocks it to a fullback, gets it back, plays it to a centre half, everything slows down because Inter want to fall into position um, in case we can hurt him. So it's one of those. Daniel Dawson says Kanate is a beast. I thought he was brilliant last night. Um, him and Virgil were absolutely brilliant. Big up Gav, why do pundits don't like us playing the high line? Um, don't know. It's none of that business though. At the end of the day, you know. We went out last night, we won a game 2-0. Away from home, the Champions League knockout stages. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. And the high line last night wasn't exposed at all, really. Jekyll gets one over the back that um, Van Dijk catches him. And the other time Jekyll goes through, he's offside. The high line wasn't, it wasn't like they were running in behind us all the time and getting through and goal. Um, it's, it's, just, I don't know, it's just something I feel they pick out. And if they want to pick it out, fair enough. But Liverpool are winning games. And I think Chris Brack told me, um, in a certain amount of time, over a certain amount of time, our high line has, pers- um, has led to us conceding three goals in about a fucking year. Um, so it's not really, it's not really a thing. It's, it's like a while I go back to you. We're being held to a huge, huge standard, right? Which for me, we held that standard last night by winning the game. But at the same time, they're going to tell you what all the faults with Liverpool. It doesn't make it. It doesn't make sense. You know, it doesn't make sense. They're actually using them as general faults. If if you go in and you hold Liverpool to a high standard and you say, "Listen, Liverpool usually do this excellently, but tonight they didn't," you go, "Yeah, fair enough." But it's like Liverpool should be doing all this. Uh, but let me tell you what actually what's wrong with Liverpool. It's like they're making big statements about something that's chronically wrong with Liverpool over a period of time, and they don't make them. It doesn't make sense. Um, Owen Casey says, I'm, I'm his entertainment for his lunch. Chicken goujons. Nice. What do people put with chicken goujons? Do they go on bread? Do they go on rolls? Do they go on wraps? What do they do? And um, what do you put with it? Um, oh, Kuda Runyoa says, not, I'm not delusional. The fact that people are saying Inter outplayed us is delusional. It was just a good game. Just a good game. And kind of nullified each other. Um, I thought Inter had a good go and we nullified them to a certain extent. And we, I don't think we played great. I would have said probably toward gear. And they nullified us t- until we got the goals. Uh, let me see. One of Trent's poorer games this season. I thought he was. And that's fine. Doesn't only say it more than that. Trent was, was not the best last night. Poor. Yeah. You could, you could argue that. But so what? Uh, won the game 2 0. If that's his poor game out of the way and he plays the next 10 brilliantly, no issue, is that? No issue at all. Um, and they nullified him very well. They did. They pushed on Trent and they got Perisic high up as they could and they tried to rush Trent as much as they could. It was definitely a tactic and it worked well. Um, Key Plunker says, I agree, Gav, Trent off the boil, but we take that for everything else he gives us. Yeah, we it, it, look, Trent's being pressed. Trent is seen as a, a major outlet for us. And if they're concentrating a massive amount on him and he's being rushed and he's not having the best of games it can come across as he's had a poor game and he probably has but there's no problem he plays the weekend you know sort of way um but again you're nitpicking a trend like um because of of the expectation of him the expectations are massive on him both defensively and going forward with and without the ball uh, John says shots Inter 9 Liverpool 13 on target Inter nil Liverpool 2 possession 46 to Inter 54 to Liverpool yet Inter dominated there you go tough one for Trent because for all he gives us going forward it's a tough to expect him to always be there defensively says Jamie correct I do think at times he needs to 
do more to stop the cross. Fourth job as a fullback. Also correct. And there is times where he can't stop it because he's that far up the pitch that the guy down the left wing is getting a 20, 30 yard start. Him. That's absolutely fine. But there is times where Trent kind of hovers in front of a player and doesn't want to commit himself, which is fine. But if you think a player is putting something in, make an effort. I also thought he was a bit hesitant in the air last night. You know, he was going for headers and he didn't look like he was interested in winning them. It was more a case of trying to put Perisage off. Now, Perisage is quite decent in the air. Maybe it's just a tactic. Get up and disturb him. You're not going to win an awful lot against him. But it's okay, you know, and you can you can kind of pick these things out against Trent and put like the, the, the mitigating circumstances in there as well. And when you add it up, he just didn't have the, the output that he usually would have. But Liverpool won the game and didn't concede it. You know, like Trent gets caught up high up late on in the game and Salah chases your man all the way, all the way to the end line until your man crosses it straight into Allison's arms. And that's what it's about, helping him at times as well. He needs help as much as, you know, Salah needs help to take players away from him or Fabinho needs help in the press or whatever it might be or Robertson needs help if somebody's pulling onto him, if a forward's pulling onto him and doesn't want to go near Van Dijk. Everybody needs help at times. Last night, Trent didn't get an awful, an awful lot of it, but when he was on the ball, I thought he was a bit rushed. But look, that's how it is. I wasn't expecting to defend so, uh, Perisic to ex- defend so well, says Jussi. I got that one wrong. He's a really good player, Perisic, and always has been. And he would have been brilliant for Manchester United if they signed him. United were all over him a couple of years ago and didn't get him. Um, he's really good. I think he's 33 now, but he's still a really good footballer. Um Mark thinks the trend struggle because our front three were poor and not keeping the ball. I think I don't think Salah made great decisions on the ball, and I don't think Elliot had a great first half, and I don't think that was that that helped Trent. Second half, though, I thought he was a bit rushed on the ball. But let's let's get away from him because look, it's 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 one of those things, I and mean, we move on. He'd be fine. Last one on Trent only struggles defensively because he can't defend. Says Brandon is, and that's not a dig at him, as you wouldn't replace him for a right back that can defend. I think he can defend. I think the positions we're asking him to be in and also defend is tough. And I'm not saying he's an exceptional defender because there's fullbacks all over the world that are really good at defending and get caught at times and can get beaten and not block across. I just think we're not asking Trent to be a traditional right back. We're asking him to be literally like, he's nearly like over on that right hand side, but he's literally like a quarterback. And you have to just cover and you have to take the risk. And Liverpool take that risk massively. Um, Jono says he's tired of the fans moaning about Trent. If he isn't 10 out of 10, he gets rinsed by our fan base. Correct. 100%. He's, had, he's not had a great game. That's grand. Um, ball didn't stick up top first half, so he couldn't get out uh, much. Bobby helped a lot with that. Yeah, he did. Um, ref was weak all game, reckons Dennis. Uh, let too much go. Why did the referee blow the whistle at halftime when Salah was in on goal? Says Brian. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, Biran Manak. Yeah, and it's a it's a touch by Salah. It's a flick on, and he is on goal. And the ref blows the whistle, and you can see Salah going. Oh, I don't believe this. But do you remember what happened against United? Didn't Thiago pull Mane through against United, and the ref blew the whistle up early as well at Anfield. Um, yeah, it was it was a bit of a mad one. What about um? Joe Matip though, smacking Henderson and all the boys in the head and Henderson turning around, giving him the mad stare. And then he actually says something to him and I can't quite work out what he says to him. But um, yeah, it was, it was uh, Matip was so fucking funny. So funny. But look, looking forward to Norwich at the weekend. Um, I think Klopp will do his press conference on that tomorrow. Um, and I'm saying that he could be literally doing it now. I just don't know about it. Um, but he's 
should do it at the press conference on Norwich tomorrow. We will get an update on Jota then. But when we're going into this one, um, what do people think? Because you've seen um, SA Scouser says, Sean, he sent me over from Cop TV. Big up, Gav. Nice one. Yeah, Sean, he was on the Cop TV. I think he might be still on it or he's he's finished it. Um, but him and Alex having a lovely chat. Go and check out the Cop TV. Alex is a top bloke and uh, he does loads of good content. He does be outside the ground after most games at Anfield. So um, the Cop TV where Alex is really good, go and check them out. They're really soundiest. So go and, um, if you like some Liverpool content, he's good as well. So go and give him a sub as well. Um, but Norwich, we we look at Norwich now. I'm just going to scroll down through these because there's a lot of there was a lot of stuff around Trent and stuff. Um, but we go into the Norwich game. You know, this is the fo- this we play before City on Saturday. We play a three day are home to Sports a half five. If we put a win on the board, does anybody think it just gets City's attention? We'd be six points behind, and with the same amount of games played. Um, let me know what you think. And what, what way would you go with the team on Saturday? Because as we've seen, we've seen a really strong team come out last night. We've seen um, five subs being made. We were able to bring Henderson. Um, Henderson. Sorry, Firmino, Henderson, Keita, Diaz, Milner on last night. No, it's back to three subs of the weekend. But you're seeing from between 46 to 60, we made four subs. And you're seeing what they come on. You're seeing what they've done. You're giving the likes of Elliot more game time and a rest Fabinho the same Mane the same after coming back from the AFCON Salah just wants to keep playing football the boys that come on really impressed and we have a chance now against Norwich who are fighting for their lives I'll be a fighting for their lives but we should be going and beating these handy at the weekend what sort of team would you play Um, you know I think he goes strong again he still has to look forward to Leeds during the week and the League Cup final so he might mix it up a little bit Um. Red Steve has a curling update. We got one of these the other day. Two ahead in the final end. Yanks have the hammer. I'm a curling expert expert uh, for a week every four years. I love the curling. The Winter Olympics is great. I haven't got a chance to watch any of it. But when I do watch it, it's um, really good. Uh, not at all. City don't care what we do. Says Veranda Chase. I don't think they care now. But I think if we put a win on the board and they slip in any way, I think they will really care. And I just think the comments from Guardiola over the last week I think he is thinking an awful lot about Liverpool. Although I think he thinks an awful lot about Liverpool regardless. Um, Case for Keller had to start ahead of the uh, the Cup final Saturday week as Kevin Ball. I don't think he will. I think I think he comes in for the League Cup final. I don't think he plays in the two league games beforehand. Beat Norwich and City might feel some pressure with a six-point gap in saying that Spurs are rubbish. And now Conte is making comments that sounds like he wants out. Says Jono. Yeah, I've yet to see anything that tells me that that, that job suits Conte. The way they work, the players they have, the style of play that Conte plays against the style of play that Spurs are perceived to like to be playing. Um, I, I just don't know where that's going to go. Spurs either demand to play the Spurs way, which I'm not too sure what it is, or they just get on with it and go Conte's way and players buy into that. If it doesn't, if one of them things don't happen, it's... um. It's a recipe for disaster. For Norwich, keep Kanati and give a start to Simakas, Diaz and Minamino, says King uh, Jason Tortin. Glenn Parsons would go with uh, Alisson, Milner, Matab van Dijk, Simakas, Fabinho, Thiago, Hendo, Diaz, Bobby, Salah. Leeds midweek and we will need to be stronger for that. Yus uh, is late in today. He's just popping in to say hello. The walk is a slog today. Catch you later. Huge big banana skin Saturday. Any win will do, says Tor. Um, Look, it goes back to the point that regardless of what he puts on the on the pitch on Saturday, 
with the options we have, the amount of players we have fit. I think it's we've a twenty four man Premier League squad, and they're all fit. Every one of them. We just need to look at that team and go, yeah, that's more than enough to beat Norwich, and let's go out and do it. And with the there was times when we had a, we had a good few injuries and we were we were taking a risk with one or two players, and you were kind of going, oh, will this work? But with with all of them fit, it's a different it's a different dynamic. Players get on the pitch now. Now you need to play well, or we pull you off on sixty, or you won't play the next one because there is literally players in every position on the pitch gunning for your position. So I think that's that's why it's really important to keep these players fit and firing and going into games. And whoever gets on that pitch is absolutely killing themselves to play well to stay in the side. Uh, John will play Gomez versus Norwich. Um, I think Norwich go for. Um, I want to say Ange Posty. Costa Coglu in the summer when Potter gets the Spurs job, says Dylan. Um, that guy is the Celtic manager. Um, Gav, would you take Rafina and Kunku for Manning and Bobby for next season? Um, I'm not a huge fan of getting rid of two of what has been our front three for the last couple of years at the same time. I'm just going to say that. Daniel Dawson says, Goujon's in a role, Mayo, Lettuce and Onions, magic. Yeah, it's a good show. Good show. Uh, Ali will play Origi and Minamino for Norwich. We can beat them with Origi and Taki. So, yeah, that could absolutely happen. Um, that's about it for today. 32 minutes. Jesus, that's flown in. 150 watching, 67 likes. If you don't get to the 100, reclaimer will go fucking mad. But um, we'll see what we can do. Just get it over the 100, then you won't be moaning. Um, 40 shows a month, free, on YouTube and across all platforms. So, um, yeah. We're doing our absolute best for you. Check out Failacon, check their website and the donate page in the uh, show description. Um, we have three holes left in our golf day that can be sponsored. If you know anyone that wants to do that, they start at 100 euro. And if you want to donate, everything is there for you in the show description. And if you can't, please share it across your socials or your messengers or your family WhatsApps, wherever it might be. Once we get all this sponsorship in and that's paid, we're going to have a total as to where we sit. Should be around three and a half thousand. And then we have six and a half thousand to find. And we're going to hit everybody for everything. We, we were everything we have between now and June because it's a fantastic, um, charity and cause. And we're going to, we're going to spend some time with people at Failacon over the next couple of months and we're going to do little um, fundraising bits to try to get this total up. But we really need your support. Even just spreading the word is huge. Um, our app, our Telegram app, where we're all chatting away, there's about 50 or 60 people in chatting at the moment. If you go on, if you're a subscriber to us, you go into the community tab, you find the second post down, you click the link, you give your details, you choose the free one or the 2 99 one. Every penny of that two ninety nine going to charity, by the way. And you get in there, you get registered, you get sent into these chats and there's stuff about transfers, our merchandise, our shows, general football. And people are having a lovely time, especially when the matches are on. They're having great chats during the game. Um, any shows tonight for Gav says for Andy Cheers? Yes. Uh, Chris hosts the quiz tonight. Me and Dylan O'Rourke taking on the quiz to see how many points we can score over possible 300 and something. Um, Shani and Davo have done it. Chris and Kev have done it and now I'm taking Dylan O'Rourke uh, under my wing or he's taking me under his wing to have a go with it tonight 10 o'clock there will be cans involved tonight 100% so um, come and join us then that is it that has been the cop update I hope you've had a lovely time in the chat and we'll see you again at 10pm over now Sports Social Podcast Network